Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Golfer Phil Mickelson has a new series on Instagram. It's called Fireside with Phil. Fireside spelt with a PH, by the way, if you're looking it up. Fireside with Phil. And he shares basically stories from his youth, uh, a lot of stories from past tournaments and uh, matchups and meeting celebrities and stuff like that. He told a story recently on Fireside with Phil. Uh, a story about a tournament he was playing in in 2006 when some mysterious stranger halted the tournament by taking a dump in the sixth hole cup. My first story took place during the Memorial Tournament back in 2006 or so. Our second round was interrupted by weather and darkness and we had to reconvene the next morning at around seven in the morning. I'm on the sixth hole and the tour official is cutting a new hole but we haven't finished our round yet. We have to play to the same hole location. So I raise my hand and say, hey, we're not done. And the rules official raises his hand, acknowledges that he heard me, but continues to cut a new hole. So I walk further up and I say, hey, we're not done. And again, he puts his hand up to acknowledge he hears me, but continues to cut a new hole. So finally, I walk right up close to the edge green, just on the other side of a lake, And I said, we're not done. He stands up in disgust and puts his hands on his hips and says, someone took a dump in the cup. Very well then, carry on. (laughs) What a terrible trick. The old dirty birdie, I think as they call it in the golf world. Uh, Fireside with Phil, if you want to hear more riveting stories like that. But, you know, I, I have heard people pull that same prank before. Uh, to buddies of mine, people ahead of them at a tournament, if it's one of those tournaments where there's a lot of booze flying, uh, where somebody will take a crunch in one of these holes. Disgusting. Do not encourage it at all. But I do appreciate a good golf course prank. Like, instead of uh, dropping a deuce in the hole, I like when you take a fishing line and then put a fake snake in the hole, and then when you pull the flag out, the snake comes flying out. That's a classic. Uh, I've seen a few in the past, but do you have a good... A golf prank, like one you pull on the, on the golf course often to, to buddies or people you haven't golfed with before just to mess with them. Nothing like that you're going to ruin some landscaper's day, but, you know, innocent, fun, <laughs> novelty pranks on the golf course. I'd love to hear them. Someone took a dump in the cup. Very well then, carry on. Uh, what's a good golf course prank that you've seen or done yourself in the past? Yeah, when you uh, have the carts and then... You loosen the straps, and then their bags fall off when they drive away. Yeah, decent. That's a decent one. I've seen that a few times before. Only do it to your buddies who only have like the crappy old clubs, though, because I know guys who would snap if their new driver, you know, hit the golf cart path. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but it is funny with your uptight friends, especially multiple times in one day. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hi, FMA Six. You got a, a golf course prank? Yes. Uh- classic is carry a bag of marshmallows with you. What does that do? You just throw them all over the fairway. The people behind you think it's their ball. Uh, scattered all over and think it's and all they're finding are these marshmallows. Oh, that is dirty. <laughs> that is that's like that reminds me of when you play golf and I don't know the dandelions turn and now they're no longer yellow and they turn into those white fluff balls. They get the white head on Oh, <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, marshmallows, that's a classic. Yeah, and the dandelions is Mother Nature's prank, I think. Thanks for the call, man. Already. You got a good golf prank for us? Hey, I have a couple, actually. Okay, go for it. 
When I first started golfing, I wasn't very good, so I would go to those restores and grab clubs. Yeah. So when I was out with my buddies, and they were pretty good, and my wife had just purchased um, uh, me a brand new set of clubs, and they weren't cheap. So what I would do is I would grab a club out of the bag, have my crappy shot like I knew I was going to, and then bust it over my leg and throw it over <laughs> into the woods. Yes. And just see the looks you know, on people's faces? Yeah, because they all thought it was one of the new clubs my wife just bought. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. The sacrificial club. Yeah, and the other one is the exploding balls. I'd always drop one down on my brother. Exploding balls? Do you have to buy those like online or something? or is that... No, you can buy them at most prank stores. And what do they do? They make a sound, or they just turn into a white dust cloud. They just turn into one big cloud of dust. Right on. Thanks for the call, man. Take care. Hi, FM ninety six. Hey, Jim. We played in one of those uh, night golf tournaments one time. London Knights. No, uh, like a dark. Night oh, okay, like a glow in the dark kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They light up the flags. Mm-hmm. So my buddy takes the flag, pulls it out of the pin, and puts them in the sand traps all the way along. <laughs> Everybody's smoking. You can hear people yelling across the court. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Taz is off today. Devin Peacock joins me in studio. Dev, I got to show you this picture here. I don't want to say anything about it, but what does this look like to you? I found this in my backyard on Sunday morning. Looks almost... Is that a fish? Or yeah. a feather? Or a- no, that's a, that is a fish. I, it's got to be a... A f- like a massive fish. It's a. I, by the way, okay. So I live in Oak Ridge, not near, not a body necessarily of water. near a river. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, the Thames. It's semi close. This is a fish that's at least two feet long, just the tail end of it ripped in half, sitting in my backyard with flies all around. I know that's kind of graphic, but I, how c- confusing is that to wake up to on a Sunday morning? I, I had no idea what, what what a fish was doing in my backyard. What what do you think when that when you see something like that? It's almost like um like an animal that was an, that was carrying it and dropped it in your in the yard or something. That's what like, that's what I was thinking. Well, I was thinking either cra- damn neighbor kids. Yeah, well, kids. You know, somehow you know, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, vindictive parent, vindictive adult <laughs> who was like, ah, that guy doesn't. Cut his front lawn enough. Someone who got Godfather wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fish head, close enough. I, I thought about it, thought about it, and then I realized that earlier that day, when I first came out that morning, a giant bird, I don't even know what type of bird it was, but it was black and it had some white on it. I'm not a bird expert. I'm not Danny Miles from July Talk who does the bird <laughs> photography. But I was sitting just in my backyard earlier that morning and heard like a sound. That's how all I could describe it. And I saw a huge bird with a huge wingspan fly away. And I was like, geez, was that thing hanging out on my, on my carport? Because earlier there was geese there <laughs> a few weeks ago. But I think that's what it was, was a, a bird dropping off the fish. You think like he'd go back? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know birds at all, but like. I guess he got the, the filet. He got the good part. 
I mean, it, I put it on the grill after. It tasted pretty good. So <laughs> thanks, Bert. <laughs> It's, it's a it's a decent sized fish. It like, was huge. Like, it was it was two feet, and my girlfriend's dog found it and was getting in it. And uh, I talked about it earlier. And my do- the dog already got sprayed by a skunk. I just I don't know what's going on in my backyard. I got geese back there. I got skunks. I got eagles or hawk. I don't even know what it was. Falcons dropping giant fish. I, I think I got to keep like snakes around, fake snakes to scare all these animals off now. Could be uh, maybe the dogs like become like the king of the neighborhood. Animals are just paying tribute. <laughs> <laughs> just dropping off like here you go. I think that's what it is. Or trying to challenge the throne now. <laughs> Speaking of creepy things in your backyard, OJ Simpson has joined Twitter. Uh, he's already got 700,000 followers on Twitter. And uh, I mean, O.J. Simpson on any social media is terrifying, I think. Imagine coming home from work, looking on your computer, logging into Facebook, and seeing O.J. Simpson poked you. That's when you close a laptop, chuck it out the window, and, and run for your life. But he just joined Twitter four days ago, and he's already threatening people. Here's his first Twitter post. It's a video. All you see in the video is him wearing a button-down sweater, and a, you see his giant, f- giant head in the video. And just listen closely here. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Take care. I've got a little getting even to do. Are you trying to get arrested, OJ? He's complaining about people impersonating him. Remember what happened last time people had fake OJ memorabilia? He broke in with a gun. He's already reaching out with direct messages, so you can't see them, but a private message he's sending them to. There's one uh, Twitter account called OJ Simpson Killer. At O.J. Simpson Killer. Now, I could see why he's upset with that one, O.J., but uh, he sent the guy a private message that apparently all he sent him was, delete this account and a bunch of knife emojis. Are you for real, O.J.? But the best thing about O.J. being back in the news is uh, gives all the late night guys some more cannon fodder. Uh, just that feels like the 90s again with all the jokes that were coming in. O.J. Simpson has joined Twitter. That's right. <laughs> O.J. Simpson joined Twitter. Yeah, if you thought Trump on Twitter was scary, wait till you get a notification that says O.J. Simpson is now following you. You're like, oh my God! Heisman Trophy killer O.J. Simpson is on Twitter now. He's already got almost 700,000 followers. The last time O.J. had this many people following him, he was on the 405 headed to the Mexican border. Jim here, Taz is off today, and I got a very sweet call from a young lady who's raising money for her family about a half an hour ago. I'll replay that for you here. Um, so my name is Paige. Um, I'm 11 years old, and I live in Dorchester. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wondering if your radio station maybe could help me out with something. What's that? So um, I'm doing a bottle drive like with beer, liquor bottles, and cans as well as wine bottles. So my mom, who has breast cancer, is going through an intense chemotherapy. We are a family of seven, and one is going off to college. Oh, my And I'm, like, worried about money instead of herself, and I really just don't want her to worry about money. I just want her to worry about herself. Yeah. So, let me get this straight. You're kind of cutting out there for a second, Paige, but you're 11 years old. You're from Dorchester. Your mom's going through cancer treatment right now, and you're raising money? Yeah. 
Um, so I was wondering, maybe, like, could you guys, like, get the word out? So I want to make, like, this, like, the biggest bottle drive I could. You have a bunch of siblings, right? Yeah, I have five siblings. You have five siblings. So there's six kids in your family? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I grew up with uh, six kids in my family, too, and... It's tough when you have to share a bedroom with you with your brothers or your sisters, but it's nice to yeah. have so many siblings when you're going through a tough time like this and to help your mom, right? Yeah. Okay, Paige. Well, I think what you're doing is amazing, and we're thinking about your mom. What's her name, by the way? Um, Rebecca. Rebecca? Okay. Well, she's a very brave and strong woman for going through what she's going through right now. And if you want to help Paige, 11-year-old Paige, you're, you live in Dor- Dorchester, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, there's a few places in the area you can drop off uh, bottles to help Paige, um, help her mom. Uh, 212 Boyd Boulevard in Thamesford, 977 Crumlin Side Road in London, 4101 Catherine Street in Dorchester, and uh, Road 64 in Ingersoll, uh, 643166. Uh, just to make it easier, I'll, uh, I'll put those on Twitter. So if people have bottles, they can just look on my Twitter page and uh, they, can, uh, they can drop the bottles off that way, okay? Okay. Okay, good luck, Paige. And make sure you call us later and, le- and let us know how it went, okay? Okay, thank you. So if that wasn't sweet enough, I just got an email from Paige's mom, Rebecca, and she says, Good morning. This is Paige's mom, Rebecca. Wow, I can say I'm at a loss for words at what a wonderful soul my daughter has. Uh, Or sorry, what a wonderful soul my daughter is. She stole my phone emailed you from my account in an attempt to help at home. She then turned on the radio, and to my surprise, I hear her voice. She organized this with my best friend, Amy, and my coworker, Jillian. I am humbled. Thank you for making her smile and listening to her. I appreciate it. She is over the moon that she was on the radio. Guys, let's help Paige raise some money with this bottle drive, okay? You can find the, the the locations where you can drop off the bottles on my Twitter, at FM96 Jim Kelly. Everybody's got some bottles kicking around at home, right? You're just going to take them back to the beer store. If you don't have any empties at home, start drinking. Do it for Paige. Uh, do it for her family. Uh, she's obviously a very sweet girl and doing what she can to help out her mom in a tough situation. As people may or may not know, I'm, uh, I'm a coach now. I'm uh, <laughs> helping uh, a lot of young boys turn into men. I said, stop saying stop that. Stop you know. saying that. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're in the army, that's the only time you get to say that. How old are these kids? 12? 9 and 10. 9 and 10. Okay, 9 so, and 10 year olds, you're coaching baseball. Normally on Sundays we practice. This weekend we did not practice because there was a baseball tournament on in the city, also for 9 and 10 year olds, but not involving our team. And uh, there was a tweet that I saw over the weekend that people were talking about at the tournament. There were some parents who brought a GoPro and set up a GoPro camera and were using it to record the game and then were demanding the umpire check the GoPro camera video on the controversial calls. For strikes and balls? For reviews. You're kidding. So this this 10 and 11, 9, 10, 11 year old kids baseball league has video replay? Well, so on I the mean, tiniest screen on the back of a GoPro. And you got to remember, like the umpires in a lot of these cases, like you know, they're there's some like we we had a kid the other day that was umpiring one of our games looked like they might have been like twelve years old, like four. They probably be older than that, but they're like really small. Right, teenage, easy teenage kids are easy to intimidate if you're an adult who's going to be doing stupid stuff like this, right? So they might be feeling in a weird position. Do I have to look at the video replay? There's like no video replay. Obviously, like it's stupid to have to say this, mm-hmm. and like you know, like kids baseball in London. There's no video replay because there's no video. 
But the idea that parents would set up a GoPro ahead of time, knowing the calls are going to be bad. And try and intimidate yeah. this this kid who's getting paid 15 bucks an hour to yeah. hire the game to look at the... <laughs> Look at the tiny screen. You know what? I don't blame the umpire, obviously. I don't even blame the guy with the GoPro. I blame every other parent on that team that allowed the GoPro guy to confront. Because the, it's their... They're the only ones that he's going to listen to. Like, the opposing team's obviously going to be mad and yell at the GoPro guy. But if that guy's on your team and you don't call you gotta him You've got to be out, like, Gary, relax. Yes. Like, you're taking this a little too seriously. And your son is the worst on the team. What are you worried about? <laughs> you know? Oh my god! But it gets into the whole thing where, like, then I and so I've seen people talk about it, and and like baseball parents by many are viewed as worse than like hockey parents, which we've even talked about before. Like, so, but you don't you don't see this in hockey for all the all the like the crap that hockey parents get. I've never seen one bring a GoPro and demand the refs look at an instant yeah. replay. The tough thing about uh, the, the baseball parents, too, is you can hear everything. An arena is big. There's lots of noise on the ice. When you're a, a loud parent at a baseball game, everybody can hear you. The batter can hear you. The ump can hear everything you say. So it's twice as annoying. It's just, I mean, it's 9- and 10-year-old kids. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. It's hilarious. I, I just, it. But, but just imagine being in that person's head where like, they go through it their entire day thinking so, this is a good who, idea. Who's wearing the GoPro? Like, Does the parent have a GoPro and they're like, wearing it on their hat? <laughs> and or? he's standing exactly like a back catcher. Would be <laughs> right. like, where are the GoPros set up? The, the the base coaches are wearing the GoPros? That I, you can't that even I see the know. strike because the, like, the umps behind the plates are you can't have a good angle at it. No, I'm thinking about it. That is a joke. Get a life. You're going to make your kids hate you. Yeah. You keep doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I just... In, in, how do you get to, like, to the mindset where, like, this is something I'm going to do and, like, like your wife... Like your kids, like oh, like like like, like your kids, like Dad, don't bring the GoPro. Dad, don't bring the GoPro. Ah, he's bringing the GoPro. You can barely run it. You <laughs> yeah. don't even know what the buttons are for. You just learned how to use the VCR, and it doesn't even work anymore. And imagine it's the same GoPro that Dad uses with Mom when they're oh. a long time. Oh no, hold on, that's not the replay. Just let me fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, you're on FM ninety six. Uh, does Devin know what team was playing at that tournament with the GoPro? Because I think I do. Uh-oh. Are you gonna name drop them? Don't don't name drop the team. I won't, but I'll tell you, our son was umping one of these games over the weekend, and there was some horrible parent and coach behavior. And what did the town name rhyme with? Um, uh, it's, it's it sounds a lot like the name of a child's toy that says choo choo. Train. A train, yeah. You know the little the show of the uh, little train. Thomas Saint the tank? Thomas. Oh yeah, yeah. Saint <laughs> Thomas the tank engine. Tell tell us what your son said. The parents and the the other team, the teams were doing there. What what was the behavior like? Uh, generally, just a lot of anger, yelling at the uh, umpires, uh, threatening them to do something about the yelling that they were creating. It was. It was. Not, did he mention nice. anything about GoPros and instant replays? Well, no. So there was a GoPro attached to the backstop. Oh, they put it on the backstop. Yeah, That's what was, they're doing. They were taped to the back of the diamond. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. We hope no you. We hope your kid makes it through the summer dealing with those parents. <laughs> Me too. Hi, FM ninety six. 
Hey, I've never gotten this whole concept of sports athlete parents chirping at anybody. My kid's only five. She's in gymnastics. And by God, every time she starts thinking around, I'm yelling at her. I don't get this concept of, of blaming external sources. Yeah, for... blame your child. Yell at your children. Yell at your child. If you're going to show anyone replays, you show Timmy, little Timmy, what an idiot he is. Yeah. Because he didn't swing when that one was right down the middle. Exactly. So and no dinner for Timmy. Yeah, it, it, it should be parents and their children. And you know what? If there is a... Listen, Rebecca, threat. you better straighten up that landing pose when you do your handspring. Otherwise, you're not getting any allowance this week. But, you know, I do get the concept of if there's a very crooked uh, little organization and you're in the mix of that and you don't want your kids to go through it, then take them out and go into something else. Like, what's the point of... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck to your daughter and her gymnastics career. We hope to see her at the uh, the Olympics someday. Because if she okay. doesn't make it there, <laughs> she's going to get it. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.